0: All right, Mike. Check one, two, one, two. Let's do a little Jeff check. Uh, uh, see, see what uh, I did
1: I totally see what you did. It's
0: fun when your name also goes with audio equipment. Yeah. What does Jeff go with? Um, I don't know. What's the meaning of Jeff? Like Michael, this is not a. This is a humble brag. Michael means who is like God. Right. Cause what of it, Saint Michael. What does Jeff mean? Um, groovy. Gro- <laughs> groovy Jeff on the Twenty Three Podcast. I made a blunder. Father Jeff was counting on the song for water, and I just skipped right ahead. So oh, I, I took a quick
1: sip. I, I, did, don't don't, worry. A quick,
0: a quick sip. I didn't want you to. I don't want you to choke on it. So grateful for that. You feeling good?
1: I'm. I'm ready. Hey, everybody! Welcome to the
0: Twenty Three Podcast. This is Michael Puppis with <laughs> Father Jeff Macbeth,
1: who is like God.
0: <laughs> well, aspiring to be a saint someday.
1: That's 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 where we're all at. I think that's the the journey that we're all taking. That's right. And, uh, with, with God, things, all things are possible. With God, let's not aim low. Let's let's just have
0: a, a day of quotes. We'll only speak Ooh. in pithy quotes today. <laughs> Imagine, not ask not what you can do for your church, or what your Wait. church can, not what your church can do for That's you, right. but what, <laughs> I'm nailing this. Totally. <laughs> totally nailed it. Anyway, it's good to be with all of you. I hope you guys are having a great week. And uh, we are excited for this weekend. yeah first holy communion first communion I don't know why I said it a little bit like a
1: cowboy I I, I didn't pick up on that oh
0: I heard a little twang in my voice but um yeah first communions this weekend
1: it's gonna be great yeah so excited it's always a yeah just great we look forward to it
0: so you may not know this because we're we are coming up on one year our one year this is my first
1: communion. This is first your first first, first, first communion. communion. I see what you did there. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so we used to to divide up the communicants uh, among all the weekend masses. Mm-hmm. So we had like a little group sure. at each weekend mass, which was a nice way to do it. Uh, and then once we had the church with more capacity, we decided, let's just do one big mass, yeah. which is great. So some people that are used to the way that we did it a few years ago may go, I didn't say any first communion kids at mass this
1: weekend. Oh, uh, gotcha.
0: But it's a special mass Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock. Yep. Looking forward to it. My own daughter is participating this year. So exciting! So she's jazzed and ready to go. Nice. We practiced with a Ritz cracker in the kitchen the other night, oh.
1: just to make sure she's ready to receive the body of Christ. I so, think she nailed it. So I, th- I think um, for our, our class, step one and getting them to get used to that. Yeah. Um, I think Sarah had gotten some kind of Mexican cookie. Really? Wafer. <laughs> okay. And that was that was the first round of, of rehearsal. Well, we used to use, like, Necco wafers. Right.
0: When I played church as a kid,
1: I used Necco wafers all and the so time. And so I've, I've been meeting with uh, the First Communion uh, uh, kids and their parents. And so when I ask them, you know, what's been your favorite part of First Communion preparation? Yes. In recent weeks, I've gotten a lot of the Mexican stuff. <laughs> I say, well, that's, that's not what you're getting. Is
0: that like Taco Tuesday <laughs> at First Communion <laughs> night? man. I think I might come tonight. That I know, sounds, no, I think, I think, I think we're moving
1: up to the le- the legit um, matter. The re- legit bread, yeah, not the not the Mexican um, wafer cookies. That, that's great. This is very from exciting. aisle six, in Kroger.
0: <laughs> Do you know that's that's what... the
1: international aisle? <laughs> wow, I'm yeah. very impressed by you. I go up and down it trying to look for um, falafel mix. Falafel, you make falafel? Well, no, because they, I don't, they don't, can't, I can't find, find the it there. I even checked with someone who worked there. Yeah. And i like, where is this? And she's like, it should be on aisle six. And so.
0: Yeah, but it wasn't.
1: Uh, maybe, maybe, you know, sometimes we have vision problems. Like when you're in the refrigerator, and you're like, you know, where's the milk? It's yeah. like it's the big white thing right in front. Right. But so maybe I am have. You're I, looking I, I past it. Right. But I don't think so. Um,
0: you need somebody to go with you because maybe. it's always better in pair. Like if I can't find something which is normal. My wife can always find it because she's actually good at finding things. Yeah. So, you need you just need a partner in crime. Yeah, I'll go with you. Yeah, between the two of us, we, we still be... won't find it, right? We... So we'll have fun trying. We'll have my wife come with us, right. we'll it'll be fun. three,
1: it'll take three adults. See, I don't, I don't, um, I don't really eat fish, and so like Fridays okay. of Lent, I try to look for other things. And so, oh, that's uh, fun, you know, like falafel would be so fun. And, just... I, and I've never done it in the air fryer. Oh, you know, I sort of You had to. Deep fry him, you know, which is probably not as good, good. for welcome you.
0: welcome to cooking with Father Jeff McBeth on the twenty three podcast. That's a new right. segment we're starting this week. <laughs> That's right.
1: I'll tell you I'll tell my Lenten Lentil story some other day. Oh that, it, that was next that was, week. That was I'm, quite the quite the Friday night. I'm gonna write that down so we nice. talk about it next week. I'm like Father Leo Pedaling hung now.
0: Oh, yeah. Remember when he came to Toledo? So for the, those of you that know don't know who Father Leo is, he's is a Catholic priest here in the United States. I don't know what diocese he's a part of, I don't know. but he's known for cooking and he yeah. does cooking demonstrations and, and also corresponds the cooking with faith. And he was here in Toledo for hmm. a Catholic charities gala years ago. In fact, we took our whole confirmation class wow. to it. There was like a whole, cause they were up here at the Hilton garden Inn, hmm. So we watched father Leo cooking. Our whole confirmation class was like there. And then we got to go back into a back room and he brought us all this food to eat. Hmm. It was delicious. Nice. So when you make falafel, bring over the confirmation know. kids.
1: I know. <laughs> yeah. It was good. I got to find it first.
0: Good times. Um. Anyway, I was going to just tell you real quick, and then <laughs> we'll get back to religion. In the Kroger app, mm-hmm. you can type in, I'm looking for something, and it'll tell you what aisle it's no, I in. No, I've done that. And it says the aisle that you're looking in? Yeah. Okay. Well, this is a lost cause. I know. You know where I would go? To a Mediterranean restaurant and get falafel, it. yeah, mm-hmm.
1: it'll probably be better
0: anyway. Yeah, but it won't be as fun. No. Okay, so we talked about First Communion this weekend. Can't wait for that. Hey, speaking of Eucharist, though, let's recap. Last Sunday, we did the Eucharistic Revival with Bishop Thomas. Yeah. a really beautiful afternoon.
1: Yeah, yeah. It just how'd I mean, you feel? Good, and um, yeah, it's good. Just. To... Nice to see a variety of people from, yeah. uh, from all over. and I saw some priests from
0: other parishes I yeah. hadn't seen for a while. it's kind so of exciting. It was good to give some hugs and shake some hands and, and visit with people. Of course, it's always good to see Bishop Thomas, and a lot of our parishioners were there in attendance as well, just to pray and have a renewed faith in the beauty and the gift of the Eucharist.
1: Yeah. And I mean, Jesus, He wants to reach into our our lives, you know, and that's kind of why I went through all those questions in my family yeah. last week. Like mm-hmm. He has something He wants to say to us, yeah. and so, you know, to be in in His presence, and sometimes it can be awkward to sit in the quiet, but that's also where where God can move a lot, a lot right. of times.
0: And we don't always get a lot of quiet, right? So if you weren't if you weren't not there on Sunday, there was about thirty to forty minutes of quiet time that was broken up a little bit throughout the service. Um, but sometimes that's really beneficial just to be able to, to sit in the quiet
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's always a great reminder too, that our church is a bigger part of a family. It's when we get together for a diocesan events, it actually reminds me of like when you're at your parish, it's like you're home with your family and then you go to a diocesan event. It's like, Oh my gosh, we get to see all the aunts and the uncles and right. the grandparents. And it's like just part of the bigger family that we're, that we get to be a part of. For so sure. that's always fun. Hey, and, I also
1: want to just, uh, thank all those who, um, Came to the mulch party last Saturday. It's still and, out there. It did not blow uh, away. Spread a bunch of, yeah, mulch out. And I think the rain right after helped wash off the, some of the residue from the sure on the walks and the drives. But really still appreciate. It smell,
0: still smells like mulch. Got
1: that new mulch smell. Got that,
0: that, that's what one of the diocesan employees said when he, he came in on... Sunday, he said, "Still got that new car smell in here." Oh, that's right. <laughs> He's talking about the church, yeah, not, saying, not the mulch, not just, the mulch. Just yet. to clarify, thank you. That was probably smart.
1: yeah, but grateful for uh, all the people that came out and uh, and did that. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. That's hard work. So, but the grounds look beautiful. Oh, yeah, I'm looking. That's great. I'm looking at some fresh mulch right now outside right. my window. It's beautiful. Just hope it doesn't blow away in the wind. Okay, let's get into the gospel reading for this weekend. Now, despite having the extra mass this weekend for first communion mm-hmm. across the board. We're celebrating the fifth Sunday of Easter, First Communion just gets to be a part of that yep. set of readings. And uh, we've got some bombs being dropped in the gospel this weekend,
1: yeah. So, actually, this is um, from Jesus's uh, farewell discourse. So, mm-hmm. on Holy Thursday, you know, we know about the the Last Supper, you know, the washing of of the feet.
0: Or they had falafel.
1: Um, yes, um, <laughs> I don't remember that. Well, it's Mediterranean. that's, so, that's true. I mean, they're probably they're right on the uh, sea. A lot easier for them to find than <laughs> than, than here. Than Kroger. Yeah. <laughs> so um,
0: Jesus told Peter, "Go to Kroger aisle sixteen, and yeah. that's where you'll find the falafel mix." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, it's really it's an amazing part of John's gospel. It really takes up like four chapters, mm-hmm. In chapters fourteen to seventeen. Jesus is extended. Farewell, you know, uh, teaching for his encouragement, for his apostles, and also uh, chapter 17, part of his prayer to the Father for them, Mm -hmm. and for all of us here 2,000 years later. Um, So this is right at the beginning of his uh, farewell discourse on that Holy Thursday uh, evening, uh, John chapter 14, verses 1 to 12. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not let your hearts be troubled. You have faith in God, have faith also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If there were not what I have told you, that I am going to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to myself, so that where I am, you also may be. Where I am going, you know the way. Thomas said to him, Master, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, then you will also know my Father. From now on you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Master, show us the Father. That will be enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you for so long a time and still you do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own. The Father who dwells in me is doing his works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me, or else believe because of the works themselves. Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I do, and will do greater ones than these, because I am going to the Father.
0: All right, so in typical John fashion, it's a little wordy, but a lot to unpack here. Yeah, a, a lot of beauty to unpack here, and poor Philip. I know. Come on, Philip. Yeah, Phil.
1: You know, not the maybe not the sharpest knife in the drawer. It, <laughs>
0: that's okay. I we can join that drawer.
1: Well, I, but I, I think that's why that's sort of important, you know. Especially if we could think of like the apostles, and maybe all the saints, just have always had everything all together, and sure. You know, and like Jesus literally just said, you know, um, you know, have, you know, the father is in me and I am in the father and you have seen him. And, like, and immediately after, like, hey, show us. It. Like, can, can, you, show you, up, you, can not, you show us? Were you not paying attention? Prove it. Yeah,
0: it's almost like he's in the back. saying, said, prove it. Yeah. <laughs> you know.
1: So, yeah, it just sort of helps us, too. And, you know, Thomas said, you know, you know, how can we know the way we don't know where you're going? And so you know, I think that's some consolation for us that maybe we don't have everything quite all figured out yeah. exactly. You know, we're, we're sort of in good company because the apostles struggled with stuff too.
0: Well, and you know, here we always say, well, surely, you know, if I lived when Jesus was alive and I could see him and talk to him, my faith would be stronger, right? Well, it's, this is living proof that even in that time, and obviously I'm I'm saying this sentence with the context of 2,000 years of tradition later, mm-hmm. they were still actively figuring this out yeah. as as it was happening.
1: And we know the end of the story, and they didn't. Right. So.
0: Right. They're still trying to figure it out, too. Right. But that's okay. Good job, Phil. Yeah. Way, way to take one for the team. That's right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Poor Philip. It's, it, this passage is interesting. Um, it's chosen, the, the front part, the front half is chosen a lot for funerals. Um, so John 14 verses one to six, um, which ends with no one comes to the father except through me. Um, there's probably like 20 different, uh, options for the gospel for funerals. Sure. And this one gets picked probably like 70% of the time.
0: Well, I think people like the imagery of like in my father's house, there are many dwelling places. Like it, I think our human mind can wrap around like, oh, Mm -hmm. there's a place for me when I go to heaven.
1: Yeah, and just the do not let your hearts let your hearts be troubled. Yeah, um, there's just so many great uh, consoling lines, you know. Here again, this is before the night before Jesus was gonna gonna suffer death, mm-hmm. and so um, for him to be able to say that, um, on the night before he's gonna die, right. you know, it's like don't let your hearts be troubled, right? You know, it's it's really a it's really a great line.
0: And he's also kind of kind of solidifying even what comes later with what we were talking about with philip because immediately following that he says you have faith in god have faith also in me Mm -hmm. so he's setting it up for you know i'm in the
1: father and the father is in in me which he goes on to say in just a little bit and even just you know i am the way and the truth and the life like hey stick with me like then don't worry about sort of the the unknowns the unanswered questions you know what's going to come next um just you know, stay close to me and, um, and you'll be, you'll be good. And I think that's a great line for us as, as well, that, you know, if we stick close to Jesus, um, he will take care of us.
0: What are, okay. So let's unpack that a little bit. What are some ways that you think people can practically stay close (laughs) to Jesus? What does that look like in, in a person's daily life?
1: Yeah, I, prayer for sure. I mean, that I think is is one of the, the biggest, you know, pieces of that, mm-hmm. whether that's praying with Scripture, um, whether that's our own, you know, prayer, our own spending time uh, in the quiet, like we mentioned earlier, just knowing that the Lord is, is present. Yeah. Um, it's just that, that life of prayer, and that can look in a lot of different ways, you know, from more formal to less formal, mm-hmm. uh, sort of a blend of those, uh, two. Um, certainly I, you know, prayers of gratitude. I mean, I, all those different ways, I think are ways of staying, um, close to the Lord.
0: Yeah. I find this line too, that I am the way and the truth and the life is kind of like this central thesis statement, mm-hmm. maybe for all of Jesus's ministry, sure. <laughs> but surely for this gospel passage this weekend too. So, not to discount the other lines, but if we were to take some time just to kind of meditate on, on that scripture passage in prayer, Mm -hmm. you know, what does it mean for Jesus to be the way in our lives? What does it mean for Jesus to be the truth in our lives? And then lastly, what does it mean for him to be the life for us? Right. You know, um, you could spend a good chunk of the week just kind of meditating on those three truths.
1: And like so many things that Jesus says, um, like if you or I to say were to say like I am the way the truth and the life like <laughs> so it's it's hurts you know, G- a little bit yeah it, but it, it, it sort of goes back to who Jesus is and so he he either is that he is the way the truth and the life or or if he's not then for him to say that is just crazy talk right yeah. and so it really does make a difference you know for us in our own um, life to know that he is the the way the truth and the life for us
0: and again I think we as Catholics are really good at saying things, right? But how does it look in the daily application of our lives? Is is our faith a center point in which we live our life in this way, or is it just kind of a nice thing that we say, oh yeah, Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. Right, does
1: it affect how we spend our time, um, the decisions that we make, things that we think about, things that we say to other people? because it's just all-encompassing for our for our, our life, right. um, it does make you know a lot of practical difference in the day to day, even sort of minute to minute in a sense. And we and we mess that up obviously, and we get you know thinking about other things or other things become our way or other things become our truth or other things become the center of our of our life. Sure. You know? but um, which is why we can always you know circle back with them. Um, you know, Lent is kind of that that special time where we kind of like realize where Jesus hasn't been the way, truth, and life, and, yeah. that, and what do we need to do to get back on that. Um, but each day is an opportunity for that.
0: The image is coming to mind even as you say that. Ha- I don't know if your car has the lane correction on it.
1: No, I tried that out and didn't like it.
0: Uh, it is it is kind of weird the first time. Mm-hmm. I've actually turned it off on my car, mm-hmm. and I didn't. I actually didn't know the car had it when I drove it off the lot a couple of years ago and I'm driving home and all of a sudden my wheel turns and jerks me back into the lane. I'm like, what's wrong with this car? And then I finally figured out, Oh, it's got lane corrections. So there's a camera on the front of the car that watches the lines on the road. And as soon as you start to get too close to those lines or are trying to, to go over into the other lane without a turn signal on your car will gently remind you, come on over whether you want it to or not. Um, And maybe that is a good image for what we're talking about here, like just a little bit of course correction when we start veering off the center path, you know, as, and it's, it's a daily decision. It's a hourly decision for some of us. It might be a minute by minute decision. I love what you said though, about like, what is the truth in my life? What is the way in my life right now? What, what did I prioritize in my life today besides the things that should be most important to me my faith and my family
1: and again this is the one who we heard last sunday say i've come they might have life and have it more abundantly like this isn't me- meant to be limiting for us and actually at the end he says you know whoever believes in me will do the works that i do and do greater ones in these you know because i'm going to the father that means all sorts of things that maybe we don't have time to get into but just you think of a worldwide church yeah. and, and the part that each of us plays um you know rather than just like this one region of, of the world. Mm. And um, yeah, it's just once it we have our, not just our lane to stay in, but like, God wants to work through us.
0: Um, even what you're talking about, that's one of my favorite things about the Easter season. This whole idea of the worldwide church, we see it unfolding in Acts of the Apostles during the Easter season every week as during the first mm-hmm. reading, right? Um, and even... This week in the first reading, we're talking about how the word of God continued to spread amongst the people um, as Acts of the Apostles kind of unveils itself. We're in uh, Acts chapter 6 this week. Um, So that's cool too. It started from the Great Commission, right? Mm -hmm. At the end of the Gospels. Right. We hear how it started through Acts of the Apostles and Pentecost Pentecost and all of those things. And then it's been carried down all the way to us today.
1: Yeah. Even the how can I do greater works than Jesus, but that's, that's this design for his church.
0: All right, let's take it to prayer. <laughs>
1: uh, in name of the father and the son and the Holy spirit. Almighty God, we, um, we praise you for being our way, our truth and our life for loving us so much that you, um, you came to bring us life in abundance, um, that you have risen, uh, so that we can rise, uh, to, to newness in our life. And so um, we ask the Lord just reconvict us in our love for you as we know your love for for us and sustain us on our on our journey and the times that we've had doubts and quandaries and questions. Um, just console us with your presence and Holy Spirit come to bring us uh, your wisdom. And we ask all of this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
0: Hey, maybe this week we can just keep in prayer all of the children and families that will sure. be participating in First Communion. What a gift. And uh, pray for us, and we'll be praying for you. Amen. See you next week.